Hello and welcome everyone to episode 142 of the AppDVs podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and this week's episode will focus on the Aptera news for the period between December 3rd and December 9th, 2023, which will be about the alternative options to an Aptera. Hello everyone, I hope that you all had a great week. The main topic for this week's discussion, or this week's episode, was inspired by a thread that I saw on Aptera's community forums, which you should be a member of if you listen to this podcast, which was about the alternatives to Aptera, as well as a story that I saw recently on Inside EVs about a JD Power & Associates report sending that EV sales have sold in the U.S. due to the lack of available affordable compact SUVs. Now, putting these together... And actually, personally, on, on that J.D. Power & Associates report, I think that the larger problem really is it's not just a compact SUV segment for electric vehicles alone. And this is actually backed by an S&P Global Mobility Survey from a few months ago that said that it's it's just price is the biggest single barrier to EV adoption. And that's regardless of, of whether you're talking about compact SUVs, or, or not. You know, that happens to be an incredibly popular segment in the United States. But I'm sure if, if there were other electric vehicle segments that were represented and you could get vehicles from there, you know, there would there would be a lot of folks that would be more ready to jump in if they just cost too much. And looking thinking back to that thread and, and this this inside EVs article, this all got me thinking about the alternatives to an, an Aptera and how I would answer that question and which has been asked to me uh, a few times of well if you're not getting an Aptera what other cars are you interested in or what would you buy if you could not buy an Aptera basically what are the alternatives to an Aptera right now specifically when I think of the alternatives I'm not thinking of the broader S or electric vehicle market I'm thinking of vehicles that are similar in a few different ways specifically what are the other compact low-cost electric vehicles that is under thirty thousand dollars or euros that are available on the market right now or will be available within the next one to two years because those are the vehicles that when i think of what i would buy what i what i'm it's it's not just because i think about vehicle or passenger vehicle ownership about in terms of the practical uh, terms and, and I'm trying to balance a bunch of stuff you know th- this is what I'm considering I'm looking at something that's compact that'd be easy to drive around that's practical and is low cost because I'm, I'm not going to spend a, I, I have no interest in purchasing a luxury vehicle and so at this point I think it's um, because I'm going to talk about the market in the EU and the US and it's important to note that when answering this question, what are the alternatives that are compact, low-cost electric vehicles, there is a pretty big gulf between the EU and the U.S. And so in Europe, you know, it just, when I was doing some research for this, it kind of made me sad about what's available in in the U.S. right now and, and, and what we have as options. In the EU, you have the Invicta Electric, you have the Dacia, Dacia Spring, the Nissan Leaf, the Honda E, which has since been discontinued, so RIP. You have the Fiat 500e, you have the Smart EQ42, you have the MG ZS EV, you have the Peugeot 
E208, you have the Kia eSoul, you have the Renault Zoe, and you have the Opel Corsa. Those are all available right now, and I, I apologize if I missed any vehicles. Again, these would be under 30,000 euros, and they would be smaller electric vehicles that are that you can buy in the EU right now. In the US, there is the Nissan Leaf, the Chevy Bolt EUV, and the Mini EV, which is also available in in EU. That was one that I that I missed out. So there, there's three. In in the in in the EU, you've got a, a list of of eleven vehicles that I could find. In the US, you have three so not great when you expand this list to include vehicles that will be out within the next one or two years and and this would this gets trickier for me um you know i most uh, for this research i mostly focused on the united states there may be some other smaller startups or some other vehicles that have been announced and i'm unaware of that are coming to the the european market but within the u.s you also have the Fisker Pair, which is a compact SUV starting at under $30,000 US. And there is the Morgan Motor Company, which is a British motor company that makes these real classic looking vehicles. They have, they recently announced within the last week, they have an electric vehicle of their own that's coming out. Uh, more on this vehicle later, because this is also a three-wheeled electric vehicle. So there's some cool parallels with Aptera. And what stands out when I was going through and looking at, again, what are the alternatives? I'm, I'm, I'm broadly familiar with these vehicles as, as well as ones, you know, there are a number of other electric vehicles that I think are very cool and I find them intellectually, uh, they, you know, they, they invoke my curiosity. But, you know, once you go to the 40, 50,000, I, I almost throw them out of my mind and I basically look at them the same way as, as as like a Ferrari. So I, I was familiar with a lot of these these vehicles because I looked at them when I was thinking about putting down a deposit on an Aptera and, and reserving them. And what stands out about all of these low-cost compact electric vehicles is the range of their, their base models are pretty terrible. The, the best in the EU, I believe is the Renault Zoe, which is at 395 kilometers or 300 or 245 miles, followed by the Peugeot E208 and the Opel Corsa, which are both at around 340 kilometers or 211 miles of, of range. You know, that's it's actually that's these are kind of tricky stats to to really pin down because we're also talking about the difference between the testing cycles in the EU. They use the WLPT or TP cycle, whereas in the e in the U.S. they use the EPA cycle. Some people feel that the EU cycle overestimates the potential range of the vehicle. Some people feel that is maybe more accurate. Both of them do a a city highway and then combined, and so that it's a real. It's a lot of your miles may vary, but then all all a lot of these cars also. They have slightly different trims that will impact that, and depending on the weather that you're in, it, it's just. So I'm I'm talking about. I think it's accurate to state likely that the Renault Zoe is as the longest, the largest range, but exactly what that is in practicality, you know, that's that's hard to really pin down. In in fact, if you um you can, there are also some improved range versions. Uh, the Renault is one, Kia Soul. 
where you can you can get a larger battery unless you'll have larger range but then in those instances if you go for that you're going to be spending more than 35,000 euros in which case that kind of confounds what qualifies meets my criteria for compact low or, or low cost is it still low cost if you can if you can spend 5,000 6,000 more or euros more and it will get you a better range um that you know that that's making this whole apples to apples comparison difficult but suffice it to say the range that that i saw you know that the best one is looking at around 245 miles 395 kilometers but the average range of of all of these vehicles for under 30,000 euros in the eu is about 260 kilometers or 160 miles of range and when you look at them it, it makes sense when you're looking at those range and efficiency because the the shapes they don't look particularly great and you're either looking at larger vehicles that are, that look very unaerodynamic they have a larger battery but they're they're heavy unaerodynamic so they're not going to have great range or you have these small hyper compact vehicles sometimes that are, are a little bit kind of blocky or odd looking but they're small and they have these incredibly tiny batteries and so it's it's unsurprising just looking at the shape of these vehicles and the size of the batteries that the Renault Zoe features it's, it has a compact design so it's not this large compact bulky SUV shape but it also has a 52 kilowatt hour battery which is larger than you see in some of these vehicles and that's the vehicle with the best predicted range of of them all and so it again this goes back to Aptera and the the basic engineering and science behind the vehicle if you make it lightweight if you make it if you reduce the rolling resistance if you make it aerodynamic remove the the wind resistance the energy required to move the vehicle you will increase the overall efficiency and the range the manufacturers that haven't been doing this they have terrible range for their electric vehicles which are and batteries are expensive so you you can cut that cost out but people aren't doing that and that's just in the eu when you look at the three electric vehicles that are available for less than $30,000 in the US, it's a similar story. The best range that you will see of, of those three, that is the Bolt um, EUV, the Nissan Leaf, and the Mini EV is the is what appears, again, roughly the most aerodynamically designed vehicle that is also compact, the, the Chevy Bolt, and they've that has around a 250 miles of range or 426 kilometers, which is followed by pretty steep drop-offs of it looks like um this is tricky for the nissan leaf i believe has their base model has 150 miles of range or 240 kilometers and the the mini ev that is only only has 114 miles or 180 kilometers of of advertised range so really only one of those is a what i view is is providing a practical amount of range and so expanding this conversation to include some some upcoming EVs, that is the Fisker Pair, starting with Fisker Pair, that's going to start at $29,900, which is the same price as the 400-mile Aptera. But based off of what the initial announcement stated of the range, it, I believe it's only going to have 180 miles or 290 kilometers of range for that lower price Fisker Pair. You know, they also stated that there's going to be a version that has about or almost double that range but if it's going to have double the range that's there's no way that that's also starting at 29,900 that's just going to be 
that's going to be a pricier vehicle. So they're, they're doing the clever thing that you'll see here where, where companies will, mat, will, will mention the lowest priced version of their vehicle, but they will also include stats about higher priced, bigger battery versions that have better range. And they're hoping that the reader will kind of conflate those two things. And, and so, yeah, Fisker Pair, you can, you can get it under $30,000 US, but you're going to get less range than the, um, or a, you're less range than the, the EUV, less than 200 miles, uh, less than 300 kilometers of range. And then we have the, the Morgan Motor Company. They have their, an EV prototype called the XP1, which is a three-wheeler that shares a lot of similarities with Aptera, starting with the number of wheels. It's, it's three, but they're also configured in an open-wheel design, which also makes it very similar or, or more similar in shape to the Aptera than any other vehicle you're going to see on, on the road. I guess maybe there, there's the slingshot that, that it kind of looks like, but it looks more robust than that. It's also going to be very lightweight at only uh, 1,543 pounds, which is compared to the around 1,800 pounds for the, I think that's just the, the 250-mile range Aptera. Uh, in the company's announcement of the new vehicle, they even talk about drag coefficient because they, they boast that they already had an internal combustion engine three-wheeled vehicle that is called the Super 3. And in making this electric vehicle version, they, they speak of a 33% reduction in the drag coefficient, which is which they did to help increase the range of the vehicle. And so visually, I would say the biggest difference between the XP1, that's the Morgan's three-wheeler, and the Aptera, is that the XP1 has a fully open canopy design as opposed to the fully enclosed Aptera. That is, you're just, it's basically a, a permanent convertible for the XP1. And so you look at these surface level parallels, you know, the three-wheeled vehicle, lightweight design, you know, they, they try to increase the aerodynamic efficiency to increase range. And so my immediate question when I was going through this press release is, well, what's going to be this upcoming electric vehicles range? And currently it's estimated to be 150 miles or 250 kilometers using a 33 kilowatt hour battery. So in other words, this lightweight and more aerodynamic three-wheeled vehicle is about 45% as efficient as an, an Aptera. And, and I'm not trying to criticize the folks over at the Morgan Motor Company, but this is really highlighting the point of the, you know, that at the currently announced prices, when I'm trying to answer the question, what's the alternative to Aptera? At, at the current prices, it's really operating in a in a market of of one or two vehicles you know the other one being uh, the Chevy Bolt EUV and and so if if you if you're looking at electric vehicles under $30,000 or euros that are compact in in their size you you there are no real options in fact you know i, I mentioned that it's it's a market of two but currently the the, the future of the Chevy Bolt is a little bit uncertain. It, it it has been announced to continue, but it was announced that it's going to be discontinued at the end of 2023 with a next generation version that will be coming out, coming out that will utilize GM's Ultium battery platform in new technology, which which will supposedly help help the range. But it's it, it, I guess. It's, it's hard for me to say that, oh, you know, the alternative is a vehicle that GM is planning on 
um, basically starting a, a temporary discontinued. They're, they're pausing their production. And sure, they, they promise that it's going to come back, but we won't know what price it's going to come back at until a, a future date. I, you know, I, I certainly hope that they maintain that price advantage. And, and based off of this new platform and their new battery technology, they certainly ought to be able to, but we won't know that in, until it comes out. And so it means that for a period of time, Aptera is just competing against itself in the area of, of price and, and range. And when you and that's just when you're talking about the 250-mile uh, version of the Aptera. When you factor in the 400-mile slash 650-kilometer range Aptera that starts at $29,900, they are just, they are completely alone. That There's no one coming anywhere close to this. And so... You know, it, it, I, it's unsurprising. I've, I've come to the same kind of conclusion of what's the alternative to Aptera. In the big picture, there isn't really one. And that leads me to believe that Aptera should really do everything possible to keep their prices once they once they get into production as close as they can to the levels that they, they've announced. They have such a large range advantage over anything that's similarly priced that... And, and Aptera is basically the only vehicle that's that's practical. It's not going to be a massive pain to keep charged all the time because there's some tiny battery that that is that you're when you think about it from normal use terms, you're really only going to have half of that range on a on a truly cold winter day, or, or you're going to have you know maybe two thirds of that. And so if you're talking about this 150 mile range, that's at a fully charged. Uh, Nissan Nissan Leaf, you know, on a day-to-day on a basis, you may actually only be working with around 50 to 75 miles of range. If you want a lower-cost EV that that's practical, there's just one game in town, the the Aptera. And, and again, I, I should acknowledge that the Bolt EUV in the U.S. is offering similar range. It's just going to be discontinued for a while and we don't know what the next specs will be for for that vehicle and maybe they're looking at the same data and they're coming to the same conclusions of oh wow no one is competing on this this low cost market we can make the basically the people's electric vehicle i I hope that they that they try for that and knowing that aptera which doesn't qualify for the electric vehicle incentives in the u.s you know they're not fighting on on an even playing field here and, and they they have to keep that that in mind you know this this entire conversation changes when you increase the price of the aptera to around forty thousand dollars us or forty thousand euros because within that price range there are plenty of electric vehicles that offer meaningful range that are very practical at those prices and they also have a second row of seats for for more than than two passengers and so Going back to the question, what are the alternatives to an Aptera? I think when you know when I going forward, you know, there's two answers that, that I have. You know, the the one, assuming that the prices stay stay the same, is that there are no alternatives to Aptera at for anything that's under thirty thousand dollars, and and that's what I want to be able to say going forward. Someone says, well, you know, why didn't you get something else? And I will just say, you know, what is true right now is. There's nothing that costs this this amount that that provides this practical level of, of use, but if they increase the price of the Aptera, then the answer becomes well, there's there's no real alternative electric vehicles that are capable of charging themselves that can remove the hassle of 
of having to engage with charging infrastructure that uh, that will be as good for the the environment but if you're just looking at a a vehicle to get you from point a to point b for the same cost you you can just take your pick of of pretty much any other electric vehicle that will provide a number of other features and that second response is that's a tough that's a much harder sell for for people in, in terms of like well what are the alternatives well like i, I don't know do, do you want to give yourself a gold star for doing the right thing for the the environment and then the answer is is no if if you're looking for something that that is going to save you money you know there, there's a lot that you you can go with but let me know what you think about what are the alternatives to Aptera. You'd send me an email at aptvspodcast at gmail.com. I'd, I'd love to hear what, what you all have considered. And that concludes episode 142 of the AppDVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the AppTerra movement. I also include my referral link in the show notes, which you can use for $30 off your $100 refundable deposit for an AppTerra. AppDVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, for now, Spotify, and pretty much any podcasting platform. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, Please send those to appevspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to OS50 for the song Movies. And in the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place. 